So, hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, the Sutta Weekly, and in this episode I will summarize or talk about the Majjhima Nikaya, Nikaya 13, that is the Great Mass of Stress, Maha, Maha Kanda Sutra. So in this sutra the Buddha talks about the, talks about sensuality, forms and feelings, why we fall for them, and why why acting on them is not, is not such a good idea, they are drawbacks, and how we can get out of them. So the backstory for this sutra is that you know one, one day, while the Buddha and his disciples, they were staying at Anathapindika's monastery, so the monks, they go out for their morning alms round, and they, they, they come across some students from other, from other schools who, you know, who, who approach them, and then they ask them, you know, so we, we hear that your Buddha talks about sensuality, forms and feelings, defines them. You know, we, we also do that, they say. We, we also have our own understanding of sensuality, forms and feelings. So, the, so, so they say, you know, how, how is your understanding different from our understanding? So, so, so the monks, they, they don't answer back right, right then and there. They go back to the Buddha, pose the same question to him. And to that, the Buddha says, you see, these, these guys who asked, you, who asked you this question, they are not the ones who have the right understanding. Instead of being free from sensuality, forms and feelings, they're actually engrossed in them. And if, if there is any teaching which, which can actually find the way out of out of these three dangers of sensuality, forms and feelings. It is the it is my teaching, the Buddha says. So what is sensuality? Why do we fall for sensuality, the allure? So the, so the Buddha says, you know, there are these five strings of sensuality. Now there are these um there there are these forms which we can see through our eyes, which are which are pleasant, you know, agreeable, charming, endearing, enticing linked to its sensual desire. Say, for example, when we see someone beautiful or, or something, or, or, or it, it may not be a person, it could be an object, maybe some, um, I don't know, maybe just, just, just anything which we can observe with our eyes and which, and which we find pleasing and attractive and we, and we, and we <coughs> have a desire for having that. So that is sensuality, you know, sensuality related to forms which we can see through our eyes then similarly there are there similarly through our ears we can we can hear you know pleasant music and and through our nose perfumes you know pleasant aromas through our tongue very delicious food and through our body delightful tactile sensations so these are the you know five strings of sensuality so why are the really bad why is why is it a bad idea to act on these you know sensualities act on these desires desires for them so the buddha says you know a lot of our suffering is actually due to our sensuality so take for example i mean in the sutra he, he, he gives an example of his times you know so to to, to, to kind of reinterpret that for our age, um, let me give you the example of, of, of all of us. So, 
I think that most of us, we, you know, we are struggling to, you know, to earn a living, you know, it's not that easy to earn money as we know. So, so why do we, why do we want to say, um, earn money in the first place? Is is because we, 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 we desire some things, right? We desire the good, good stuff. We desire the next iPhone or the best clothes and the best camera, the best house and all that stuff. So it, it, it is because of that, that we have to work hard. And so working hard or doing our jobs is not easy. And I think it's also a kind of suffering. So yeah, that's that's one kind of suffering stemming, stemming from sensuality. And then say, you know, um, we, 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 we never have enough. So maybe we take the, say for me, you know, whenever I buy a gadget, any, any good gadget, so after a few months, I am automatically thinking about buying the next gadget. So, so, so this desire for, you know, buying stuff or, or having just, just anything, you know, um, it doesn't end. So, so if, if I want to buy more stuff, then, then, then I will have to work harder for, at my job, earn more money. So that, that, that is also <coughs> suffering, you know. And I, I will never be happy because I want more. And then say, suppose I really do earn like millions or billions of dollars and now I can just buy anything. But then the Buddha says, you know, this wealth or whatever possessions we have, these are not very stable. They are very fragile and fate can take them away from us anytime. So the example the Buddha gives in the Sutra is, is that of someone, you know, is is... is is from his times. So back in those days, I think, or, or even now, you know, when people gained wealth, they attracted a lot of, say, burglars or like looters, thieves. And so, 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 then, so then the focus would be on, you know, protecting your wealth from, from getting looted, from getting stolen. So that is an, another kind of anxiety, another kind of suffering. So, and, and, and I think that that example also like holds true for our our times you know like all this businessmen that we that we know of i don't know elon musk and all those big billionaires do we really think that they are happy all the time i don't think so because while they have so much of money they, they have so much of i don't know so much of possessions and they could do so much with their money that they, they're still you know kind of working hard to get more and they're and they're still i think under constant sort of um, anxiety that their wealth might might go away so that's so you see that's how suffering you know stems from sensuality you know because we because we crave for these wonderful things throughout that, that we can observe through our eyes um, nose tongue you know flavors and bodily sensations so yeah and then the Buddha also says you know a good a good deal of the crime that occurs in this world all these um all these very very heinous crimes of of, of killing wars uh, wars and um all that you know this all these also stem from sensuality so so these are the drawbacks of sensuality why we you know why why we why we shouldn't engage in them because they cause us more suffering Yes, maybe in the short term, you know, it, it, it's so good to say taste and taste an ice cream or eat a, or eat a burger, burger, 
But in the long run, if we do that too much, then it's not a good idea, right? So just like that, I think all, all aspects of sensuality, they actually lead us to long-term suffering. So that's why they are not really worth pursuing. And, and, and also acting on sensuality, we create a lot of bad karma for ourselves and that causes us to take rebirth and, and continue with this cycle of suffering. So, so having, known, having known that, the drawbacks of sensuality, what is the way to get out of it? So the Buddha says that when, when we can do away, when we can subdue the desire for desire, passion for sensuality, when we can abandon the desire, that's, that's when sensuality stops. That's the escape from sensuality. So, so yeah, so, so, so that's how we can escape sensuality. So the Buddha doesn't, doesn't go further how to, you know, what are the steps to, to do that, to, to like subdue the desire for sensuality. But I, I think, you know, it's, it's a Noble Eightfold Path. And if we follow the Noble Eightfold Path, that will lead us to freedom from sensuality. Then next, the Buddha talks about form. So, so what is form? So, so why do why do we really um, well, why do we really like um, fall for form? What is the allure to it? So, um, first of all, I, I don't really understand how form. I, I I'm a bit like you know, um, I, I don't I don't I don't understand how form is different from sensuality, because I think it comes under, you know. <coughs> Uh, sensuality that we can observe through our eyes, whatever, whatever there is pleasing forms. So it's probably included under sensuality, but still, but still the Buddha talks about form differently. So he says that, you know, he, he gives the example of a very beautiful person, you know, like perfectly beautiful. So then the Buddha questions the monks. So, so there is this, you know, person such and such, and do you think that this person is good-looking, beautiful? And the monks answer, yes, Lord. Yeah, we think that this person is beautiful with all these features. But then the Buddha says, <coughs> now imagine that person to be old, to be 100 years old. And by this time, you know, uh, by this time the hair has wrinkled, the tooth has fallen off, and, you know, it's, the, the skin has wrinkled and, and all that old age. Now, do you, do, you, do you still think that this same person is beautiful? So the monks say, no, 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 Lord. This, this person is no longer, you know, good looking or beautiful. So that's, that's the drawback of form. Also say, when say, the Buddha again questions the monks, suppose imagine if this person, you know, who, you think, who, who, who seems to be beautiful right now, were to fall sick and would be lying on the ground in, in his or her own urine or excrement, do you think this person is still beautiful? So the monks say, no, no, Lord, this, this person is no longer beautiful. So this is another drawback of form. And then, and then the Buddha again questions the monks. He, he, he says, imagine this person now, now dead and, um, and now dead and, de and decomposed with, you know, um, bloated, livid, and Ooze. oozing. Do you still think that this person is beautiful? And the monks reply, "No, sir, we don't think so." So these are these are the you know drawbacks of form. The Buddha says, "Now 
Yeah. So so I think so I think this um, this exchange or, or, or these examples given by the Buddha really kind of tell us about you know tell tell us about the tell us tell us about the drawbacks to form. You know. So I think I think it's it's such a very relevant um, lesson. So a lot of us we really seek all this beautiful stuff, okay? Things or people who um, who, who really like um, who really please us with their looks, appearance. But all that appearance, all that good appearance, is actually very very temporary. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's very temporary. And if we go after that, then that's not really worthwhile to go after. The the Buddha says. And what is the escape from forms? So the escape from forms, the Buddha once again says in the same pattern that to escape form, we have to we have to subdue and abandon the desire for forms. And once again, the Buddha doesn't really speak in detail about the path leading to that abandonment of that desire, but I think it's the Noble Eightfold Path. Then lastly, the Buddha talks about feelings. So. So here the Buddha, you know, he, he, he gives he gives the example of the most um, I don't know the, the 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 supreme of you know good feelings of, of pleasurable feelings, and that is when you know when when someone meditates, so they go through all these four jhanas, okay. So initially they feel very happy, ecstatic, and very peaceful, very very blissful. So so this this kind of bliss is actually. I think much more sort of pleasurable the, the meditative bliss than than any other say pleasure we get from say eating good food or or I don't know taking drugs alcohol so it, it's pretty much the height of good feeling the meditative bliss but the Buddha says that even this meditative bliss is not actually worthwhile to go after <laughs> and why is that because the Buddha says that feelings good feelings or bad feelings whatsoever they are they are inconstant that they you know they, they come and go so we, we cannot really hold on to any good feeling you know it feels good so you can't really hold on to it and it, so feelings are stressful so suppose maybe you, you drink alcohol now it feels good good but the next but the next morning you'll be getting the hangover and you, you can't be drinking all the time right so when you cannot drink it's going to be quite sad, it's going to be quite stressful. And feelings are also subject to change. You know, what might feel good right now may not feel good later. So due to, due to these characteristics, inherent characteristics of feelings, they're not really worthwhile going after. Now you might say, okay, it's okay, you know, what's, what's the harm in just, you know, drinking alcohol or just engaging in good feelings from time to time. But I suppose the I suppose the Buddha would 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 would, would you know would, would 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 counter that by saying that, but still, even though we, we might kind of say get used to you know get get used to say um, <clears throat> ha- um, having good feelings intermittently, but overall you know the the craving for this for good feelings it it leads us to more suffering. So we have to get out of this craving for feelings and how can we do that once again once again in, in a very similar fashion the buddha says that if we want to get out of feelings if you if we want to escape from feelings we have to subdue and abandon the desire for feelings 
So that's how we can get out of feelings. So with that, I think the Buddha hands the sutra and, and, and the monks, they become very, they, they, they really like what the Buddha says. So it, it is not really written if the monks go back to those, you know, to those guys from the other school and, and they say these things back to them. But it, it, it ends here, the sutta ends here. So I think um, um, this sutta is rather short, it's not that long. But there are once again many good lessons to take from the sutra. So I think, you know, a lot of us, when we, the way we lead our lives, we, we're, we're actually craving for all this, you know, <clears throat> sensual stuff. And um, so, so some of these things, you know, may not be that, may not be that directly linked with sensuality. Maybe, maybe there are some ideas that we cling on to. You know, this is what I think is, um, is, is a good life. So the idea of that. So we, so I think, um, we, we really have to, you know, um, reconsider or contemplate, reflect on our lives. So if if we th if our goals, if if our activities are actually revolving around, you know, sensu sensuality forms or feelings, you know, then I think it's not the right life. We have to we have to veer our path towards the towards the right path, and I think that is the noble eightfold path. And throughout the Pali Canon, the Buddha gives a lot of, I don't know, gives gives a lot of description of the right path. But I think to put it simply, I mean, it is the Noble Eightfold Path that we that we can always follow without without a second thought. So when whenever we follow the Noble Eightfold Path, so auto automatically we come into place, we, we come into line. So that so that's what we have to do. And I think to talk about the Noble Eightfold Path would be pretty long. It it would take another I don't know thirty minutes or so, but yeah, just to sum it up, you know the <clears throat> the, the noble eightfold path constitutes of right um, right view, then right right speech, right action, right livelihood, right mindfulness, right to right concentration, and and I suppose right livelihood. Oh, I think I missed something. Right, right effort. So when we follow the Noble Eightfold Path, you know, all these different factors, they're actually interrelated. So then, yeah, good things happen and, and we really become truly happy and, and we inch closer to, to our goal of freedom from suffering, enlightenment. So yeah, that is it for this sutra and I, I hope you, I hope you liked it. I hope you took something from it. Now, once again, you know, I'm also learning just and, you know, I'm just a learner, just like you, and my understanding of Buddhism still may not be that clear, or I don't know, still may not be that sort of complete or accurate at times. So that's why I will put the link to this sutra in the description of this of this episode. So feel free to check that out and Re read the sutra on your own if you have if you have the time, and then yeah, I don't know, and analyze it on your own and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's for the that's for that's for this episode. I will catch you next time. And yeah, be 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 healthy and act skillfully, be kind to yourself and others. And yeah, may all of us be free from suffering. Bye-bye.